everyone and welcome to this week's edition of the Australian CFO Show. I am absolutely thrilled to have Alice Gates, uh, who is uh, the finance partner at the e-commerce uh, business at Coles. So really excited to have Alice here today uh, and understand a little bit more about what the uh, the giant that is Coles does on the, on the e-com side and all of the work that you do there. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It was very honoured to be here. So, yeah. Hello. And I'm awesome. yeah, well, pleased to show. Looks like I am uh, surrounded in a bit of a, a halo or a, an angel glow. <laughs> Angelic. Today. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, so maybe you could give us a bit of an overview um, of your career to date. Yeah, absolutely. So I have about 12 years experience in finance. So I started my career here in Melbourne at PwC. So I was in the assurance division here, um, working within the consumer industry um, sector. And that really kind of propelled my love for retail and, um, and working with consumer facing um, products and industries. So I was with PwC for about three years, started as a graduate um, before moving across into industry where I got my first job at the Just Group. So in that role was initially in the financial accounting team, um, doing all things kind of financial accounting, statutory reporting um, in nature, and then um, quickly moved into a business partnering role. I, I really kind of looked across the other side of the house and saw that that was really much, much more kind of business partnering, working with lots of um, various stakeholders. And I saw that that was really where my passion lied, was really kind of in that stakeholder management kind of business partnering um, aspect of finance. And so I moved across into that role um, where I was for about two years supporting some brand managers, visual merchandising folks, marketing, kind of a whole plethora of varied um, stakeholders and, and really loved that, you know, I could touch and feel the garments that we were selling. I could, you know, see the seasonal patterns as well. It all kind of made sense to me from a finance perspective, but I'd always really wanted to live and work abroad. And the U.S. was somewhere that I'd, I'd lived previously as a kid. And it's just, you know, super economy, um, has you know such a huge influence from a global scale and so I really wanted to be a part of that and get a taste for it so packed my bags kind of hoped for the best and, and got a job um, at a bunch of scale-ups during the five years that I was there so the first company that I worked at was a ticketing based business that was part of a public company at the time called Pandora which is a radio streaming service so um, having no prior tech experience like it was um, we had the benefit of you know being a small kind of um, like kind of offshoot of of a larger beast being Pandora, but um, mm -hmm. you know it, it gave me that first kind of foray into you know whole P and L oversight and responsibility. So um, so yeah, so we'd report up into Pandora being our HQ, um, and I was responsible for all things from a P and L kind of oversight perspective. Um, they were eventually, so Ticketfly, the company that I was working for, was eventually um, divested from Pandora and sold off to Eventbrite. And that was a really interesting process to go through, especially as a visa holder, not a permanent kind of citizen at the time. So a little, um, a little unsettling, but it really kind of like made me reassess, like, what was I missing from a career perspective? Like, what did I want to achieve while I was in the States? Um, mm -hmm. And I just, I noted that, you know, I'd never worked for a private company before. I'd never worked for a small scrappy startup, which is, you know, what, what kind of San Francisco is ripe for. Um, and so I, you know, really tried to um, kind of, track down that opportunity and I managed to secure a role at a company called Turo, which um, I was employee number two from a finance perspective, finance team member number two. 
Um, so it was basically myself and the CFO um, just working in lockstep to do all things finance related. So worked there for about four years, basically took that company to be in a, in a state that it was public ready. So just before I um, relocated back to Australia, they actually filed, or just after, sorry, they filed their S1. Um, so their intents to go or intentions to go public. It's um, a huge journey. It was, it was awesome. So I came in at the end of their Series D. So it was part of the Series D process. I went through a Series E fundraising round with them. Um, yeah. Just the exposure and, and the kind of variety that, that that role provided was like the best, probably my career highlight, like the best role of my career to date. Um, I had so much fun kind of, you know, you see the fruits of your labor. What you're doing is was so tangible. You know, we were implementing new process. Yeah. We were building things out from scratch. Um, we, you know, secured 250 million investment to kind of keep payroll and the lights on. Um, it was just, yeah, really exciting. Um, but yeah, I had my first child in the States. My husband and I are both from Australia. It just kind of COVID had hit. It just made sense um, from a personal perspective to come back to Australia. So we moved mm. back um, two years ago and at which point I joined Coles. So um, Coles, huge kind of um, startup. <laughs> Coles, yeah, scrappy, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you may may have heard of them before. Um, so yeah, definitely wasn't financing member number two here, but um, yeah, so working for Coles here in we've recently renamed as the digital team, so previously e-com now called digital. But essentially, mm -hmm. what we're doing here is um, is getting yeah groceries to all of our customers across Australia nationally, and I'm supporting them in in basically looking at the commercials around our, our various digital products, so our app and our website um, and then our other kind of more tangible products being like our click and collect offering, our home delivery. Mm -hmm. So I'm helping support the teams in getting um, investment across the business. As you can mm -hmm. imagine, there was like a huge kind of um, strategic um, re-pivot to online and so at, mm -hmm. like on the basis of COVID hitting. So, you know, we've become like a real kind of strategic focus, um, which is exciting because there's lots more like there's lots more kind of eyes on digital at Coles, but um, there's a lot more scrutiny and kind of a lot more rigor and kind of um, process that we need to put in place. So that's really kind of where I'm focusing at the moment is just kind of upskilling the teams around that kind of governance and structure and cadence from a finance perspective. And does it operate like its its own unit entirely? The the econ no, so, yeah, good question. So we actually are like a subset of supermarkets. So from if you're looking at our financials, we get consolidated and rolled up into the supermarket numbers. We do have like a management P and L. So we do report out like our exec is essentially responsible for a P and L that has all the various cost lines. But from a kind of um, statutory or financial reporting perspective where we're not a, um, a standalone business unit. So that comes with its challenges because, you know, there's a lot of like intersection and interdependencies as a, as a result of that. Um, and we mm. really do need to be working very cross-functionally and it's it's such a beast here. But, um, but yeah, I think like mm. the benefit of that is is also that, you know, you, you do, you, you kind of can see where we, we land from a um, – a P&L perspective as well because, you know, we can actually attribute those costs and, and carve it out as well. Mm. And can you explain a little bit more about how your your role as the as a finance business partner, so what, what that actually looks like again? Yeah. Yeah, so my role's evolved in the two years that I've been at Cole. So initially um, I started as a business partner to one of our um, our particular kind of digital areas. We, we call them crews here. So I was 
basically business partner for a crew, which is essentially it was a, um, a combination of four um, products. So I would mm-hmm. support them from like a, um, a commercial kind of business partnering perspective. So if you wanted to launch a new kind of initiative with Coles Plus, for example, you know, I'd have to do some financial modeling around, you know, did that actually make sense from a, both a customer and a Coles perspective um, and provide mm-hmm. some recommendations back to the team. My role has now evolved um, whereby I'm now responsible for all of our investments. So back to my point around historically Coles, you know, just being born out of a, a bricks and mortar kind of physical existence. We didn't have great kind of structure or financial governance from a digital perspective. And so we've really kind of transitioned our ways of working to really lend itself more so to that agile I feel like that's like the cool term these days, but we're really trying to move towards these agile ways of working, which for Coles yeah. basically means that rather than going through, like as an example, we used to go through business case, um, like request to actually secure um, capital investment. But what that meant was that it was very kind of project focused, very project centric, and it was time and materials kind of scope and and, mm. um, and time bound in a like digital setting that just doesn't make sense because we're doing iterative releases like we're constantly refreshing or releasing updates on our app and our website whereas we're not Mm. really time and scope bound and so that kind of project Mm. way of working didn't work like it doesn't work in a digital setting so my kind of focus now is just being around how do we secure investment and and how do we you know how do we a secure it then how do we report back um, so it's been a bit of a mindset shift for the CEO and the CFO and kind of taking them on that journey as to like, you know, we're not a project complete isn't how we're going to assess how we utilize those funds or an ROI for that matter. It's more so like, mm. what did we release on? What were our OKRs? Did we deliver on what we said we did? Um, what's been mm. the customer sentiment? What's been the uplift? Kind of more those digital metrics that you might be more familiar with. But um, Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where my role has evolved um, in the past kind of six or so months. That's really interesting. I presume the uh, Milk Run Woolworths acquisition, did it have a bit of a ruffling of the feathers or was it a bit of a, or was it, oh, well, you kind of expected that to happen? I think it just validates the business model. And if anything, it kind of gave us, like, you know, we've, we've kind of been the ugly stepsister for a little while. Like we haven't had a lot of love and attention we've been less than 10 percent of calls in general so you just haven't had that much spotlight shone on us so to kind of see other players coming into the market and and have a go at it it just really validates where we sit and what that you know there really is kind of a business model here and um so i think yeah if anything it's exciting it's kind of yeah like we've learned a lot from that um and so it just yeah just really kind of validates the business model yeah Nice. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's been such a um, – I've actually got the – now I think about it, coming up in a couple of weeks, I have um, – her name's Laura Archer. She's now the head of finance of Milk Run, but she's from Woolworth. So I'm really just going oh, deep no. on uh, yeah. grocery delivery. <laughs> I really like my yeah. food. <laughs> uh, and um, so I guess switching tactics, it was one of my favourite questions just to make us feel better about us when we do um, do make a mistake here and there. Do you care to share anything that um, at work you're like, oh, I can't believe that just happened or something that wakes you up in the middle of the night? You know, it might be a few years on, but I'm always, makes me feel better about myself. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I think... Um... 
I think my biggest mistake in my career, like, which is something that I'm like continuously learning, but really just like taking the time to step back. Like this is like a general kind of um, comment, but I think like so often you can just be so in the weeds and so task focused that you can't always see like how it all kind of comes together. And um, so I think for me, like biggest mistake was just always like, like early in my career, just constantly being like super busy and hard doing the BAU stuff, not really kind of <laughs> challenging that, like the broader impact and, and the effect that I may have had on others. So um, I think like through all of that, like kind of all of those learnings and that experience and kind of getting the feedback, I think, um, I think like really kind of stopping to kind of before you dive in I think like stopping to really get to the root of what actually are you trying to answer what problem are you solving here I think that's one thing that yeah. still learning but um I think like well it's not a mistake I think like it's yeah I think that's like really important and one of my kind of key takeaways from mm. my career is um is not to just dive right in is really just to kind of stop and pause mm. I absolutely have started to really realize that like I used to find like doing retrospectives on a project or a quarter. I'd be like, oh, I just want to get on to the next thing. Like I know I need to do this. But the learnings that come out of that, it's so crucial. And like actually taking that space to like reflect on what you're doing. And when you're running an experiment or a test, making sure you are ruling out, like don't embark on multiple things because then everything's just going to be so blurred. Like just do one thing, test one thing, and then you can move on and you'll probably end up moving faster. Um, yeah yeah agreed that's what we're working on at um at wheel is like <laughs> smooth slow is smooth smooth is fast I yeah. think I got it right yeah yeah it's something yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I like that yeah yeah um and do you I know you know you're you're probably you know you've got quite you know a bit of a impressive career um to date so far but do you have any like what are your career goals yeah so my um career goals ultimately to get to strategic cfo i um i think that's like my end state i'd really love to be managing and building and developing a team i think um that would give me a lot of job satisfaction it's kind of today like working with others it's that whole team vibe i really miss that during covid so um Mm. i'd love to be able to continue to do that and to be able to develop others under me i think that would give me a lot of um yeah job satisfaction um Mm. i think like ways to get there i think like that business partnering obviously trying to be more like focused around that kind of strategic go-to-market, like being the person that people can come to. I really want to build that and flesh that muscle in terms of, um, yeah, like in terms of being that kind of thought partner slash thought leader. But um, ultimately mm. that's kind of the space that I'd love to to move into and, and grow into. Yeah. Well, I think you'll absolutely nail it because it <laughs> seems like you've got such a depth of like financial acumen and even just talking to you over the last half an hour, like, um, you've obviously got that blend of like good, great communication skills, empathetic, but also that sort of like financial um, background as well. So I I will watch this space. I think you're on to, <laughs> on to, yeah. on to great things. Um, and then I'm just, you know, my, my final question, do you think you've got any like secret superpower or talent you'd like to share with us? Yeah, um, kind of, yeah, tricky question. I'm like, um, that always puts me on the spot. It makes me feel awkward. But I think for me, 
Um, <laughs> I think resilience. I think, you know, one thing working in San Francisco really kind of taught me like that grit factor. I think like that's also a bit of a cliche, but I think, you know, there was multiple job knockdowns um, and, you know, I kind of reading Anna Wintour's like autobiography right now, I kind of realized that it's not just me in terms of your career path never linear. Um, mm. And so I think like what you learn from sometimes, I don't, I don't know what else to call it apart from failings, but it's definitely not a failing. I think, you know, setbacks maybe is a better word, but I think, mm. um, I think like one thing I've learned and one thing I'm really proud of is my resilience. I think, you know, like you kind of continue to be chin up and, and see like the silver lining out of everything. And, I think everything has a way of, you know, not that you want to kind of rest on your laurels, but I think things do sometimes happen for a reason um, and sometimes it's just like a not meant to be. And so I think, you know, what you can learn from those kind of setbacks, I really try to to learn from. And so I think that's one of my superpowers is that kind of resilience and um, and like kind of personal reflection and, and growth. Mm. Yeah, I think Ted Lasso has a, a sentiment on that. I watched it the other day and I was like, I need to remember that, but maybe I need to find it again. I actually saw something on me. LinkedIn about that and Ted Lasso. I haven't watched Ted Lasso, but yeah, someone had posted something on LinkedIn. I was like, oh my gosh, that like I totally jive. It was like, yeah, yeah. Something, I, I think I know which quote you're talking about, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to find it. Um, but yeah. definitely watch Ted Lasso. Oh, it like good. feel good. Yeah, many like little nuggets of wisdom as well. Well, Alice, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Uh, I could feel like I could speak to you for hours. Super interesting. Uh, and I really love, um, I know what you mean, like startups is great because, you know, you can really see the impact of your work. But I feel like you've kind of got that in, in you know, a big giant as well. Um, and also it's something that's so tangible, like everyone needs their groceries. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Super interesting. Um, well, Alice, I hope you have a, a lovely day. Uh, really appreciative yeah, of your time. Um, and I guess we'll have to stay tuned because we've got the, the grocery rivalry in the next few weeks. So I'll have yeah. uh, milk run up. So, Alice, have a great day. I will see you soon.